Missouri politics, huge week in Missouri politics, the biggest tax cut in state history, and the man that delivered it, House Majority Floor Leader Dean Plocker, I guess the proper term is congratulations. Well, thank you. And it wasn't just me. I mean, it was a team effort, right? Uh, 163 members in the House, the majority of Republicans delivered this, and, and it's important. It was a great week for all of Missourians, really. Walk me through why tax cuts have been important to you. You've talked since, I, I believe, Maybe the first interview you did when you got elected, you came in here and was on this, this Week in Missouri Politics after your special election. You talked about tax cuts that day, and you just delivered a billion dollars in them this week. Well, I think one of the tenets of being a Republican is smaller government, less taxation. The, the, the circumstances Missouri finds itself in today is we have money, right? It's a good problem to have. We want to be cognizant of where we're going to go. The economy is kind of vacillating right now. We have a lot of inflation. D.C. has been a big part of the problem. We, we want to address that, but we also believe that the people are the best stewards of their money. And if we can give them a tax cut, they deserve the tax cut. Working Missouri families are paying the taxes. Let's give them their money back. And I think with the approach that we took this past week, just yesterday, finally truly agreeing that bill, we're taking a prudent approach to returning their money to them so they can best spend it. I heard some folks on the Democrat side say, well, not everyone benefits from this. But what do you, how do you cut taxes for people that don't pay taxes? Well, I don't think it's government's role to give handouts. I don't mind helping those in need, but I can tell you government's role is to take a least intrusive um, path to, to helping people have good lives. We need to provide roads, we need to provide police, we need to provide education, but that, that shouldn't, government shouldn't get in the way of people. And if, if we can return some of the taxpayers' hard-earned money to them, let them best allocate how they want to spend it. And that's exactly what we accomplished yesterday. It feels like a long time ago since the state was short of money. But there was a time when the state's AAA bond rating was in doubt. There was a time when there was cuts. Do you believe this tax cut is something the state can afford without having drastic cuts in the future? Absolutely. I mean, the governor proposed a larger tax cut than what we delivered, okay, because we want to be prudent. Now, we put in triggers, though, that could trigger it lower, but those triggers are highly dependent upon the success of Missouri's economy and won't go into place unless Missouri economy's, unless Missouri's economy is booming and doing well. So we are protecting the backside, so we do not believe there will be ever a need of a, of a cut like that. Let's talk about a bill. I, I think that the entire Capitol, even folks on the Senate side, even folks on the Democrat side, were impressed that you were able to deliver the Ag Bill. It sounds odd that a Republican supermajority would have a hard time delivering an ag bill, but I mean, by all accounts, you had to roll up your sleeves and you had to just drag that vote across. Tell folks about why a guy from, I guess, the countryside of town and country uh, has such a passion for rural Missouri. Well, you know, I, um, I come from an agrarian family. I guess my, my father's side of the family are farmers. Uh, I have a small farm over in Illinois. I appreciate the hard work that, that people put into their farms. It's a small farm. Missouri, I believe, is the second has the second most family farms in the United States behind Texas. Um, it's, it's our largest industry, arguably, almost $100 billion. It takes a lot of work and effort to run a farm. I appreciate what they do. I appreciate uh, food security. I want our food produced in Missouri, raised in Missouri, and put on the, in the in produce aisles in Missouri where my constituents buy the product. I don't want it coming uh, from another country or from another state, for that matter. Agri agriculture is huge for Missouri. A lot of good people are a part of this, a lot of good working families that we want to stand up for every day. To me, it was a no-brainer standing up for Missouri's farming communities. You know, I've asked this question on the radio, on this show, in, in print. It, it, is, it is a little puzzling. It's got to be puzzling for you. I know it's puzzling for the governor. Some folks in rural Missouri elect folks that don't care about rural Missouri as much as you do. 
Is it puzzling to you? Well, I, I would like to think they, they do care. They just care differently, and, and maybe there's politics at play, and obviously there is a lot of politics at play up in Jeff City. There's going to be politics at play for you. You decided to make Rural Missouri from, back, from early on in your career something you cared about. That's got to, sometimes you got to look around and say, hey, why am I, you know, come join the fight and help your district, right? True enough. I mean, I just, I kind of vote where my heart is and what I believe in here in this, in agriculture is no different. And, and from day one, listening to what the ag communities are facing and how we can help them and how we can make Missouri better, again, following back on what I believed in and, and working with agriculture is something I, I, I want to do. And with this special session being called to help agriculture, I, it only made sense to stand up again for Missouri's rural communities and, and help our Missouri farmers out. I'll bet you don't want for any sweet tea at any soybean farm across the state of Missouri. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Let's talk about something that hits a little closer to home for uh, folks in St. Louis County. Uh, some of the things that, that I know have been discussed with tax reform going forward is a corporate tax cut. But even more, I don't think anybody in the state truly understands the property taxes that are paid in St. Louis County. It is an astronomical amount of money. It is. I don't think people across Missouri really appreciate the economic impact St. Louis mm -hmm. County has on the state as a whole. And I think as I go and I, and I talk to my colleagues across the state, they, they get tired of hearing, oh, St. Louis is St. Louis that. Well, I love St. Louis. It's home. Um, it's, a, it's a great place to live. We have our challenges. We gotta, we gotta, we're going to tackle crime, and we'll, we'll talk uh, hopefully about that. But when it, when it comes to the tax cuts, I mean, corporate taxes are out there. I want to make more, Missouri more competitive. We're the second lowest corporate tax uh, taxing state in the country. If we can make that a little bit better, uh, maybe we can bring more jobs here. And it's a very de minimis portion of our budget. I believe about 500 million is what I've been told. The numbers vary depending on who you ask. But, uh, but we have a $50 billion budget. I want to make Missouri more competitive. We're always giving out corporate handouts sometimes, which I'm not always in favor of. I just want to create a level playing field and thank Missouri's businesses for being loyal in remaining in Missouri as well. So that's the genesis of some of the corporate tax cuts. As for the property- Your self-rag though makes you a very good person to remind folks that, you know, anytime the state of Missouri spends a dollar in McDonald County, 30, 40 cents of it comes from Manchester Road in St. Louis County. You know, I Just mean, the, facts. The, 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 the fact is that St. Louis County arguably is, is really the, the hub of, of a mm -hmm. lot of Missouri economy, uh, the, the commerce, the economy, and, and the tax dollars that then go to Jeff City. And we have a problem with how much we pay because I think we need to be more responsible. I, I, I see a problem with how much we're going to be paying in personal property taxes. Um, that, that's something that I, I filed a, an amendment yesterday hoping to, to kind of get across the line, but certainly to bring awareness to it that we need to address as soon as possible, beginning in session, it was not part of the special, so it wasn't included. Um, it, was in the, it was in the post the other day, uh, I think they said $67 million is gonna be generated through an increase in personal property taxes. I don't believe personal property taxes are meant to go up. Tangible personal property depreciates over time and should not go up in value, in my mind, because of government intervention with monetary policy or mismanagement. Do you think that, let's say Weez at, Weez down in, in Lebanon, let's say Weez at T's Redneck Statehouse with Jeff Knight. Do you think anybody else in the steakhouse has any, con any concept of how high property taxes are in St. Louis? No, they don't. I really don't think they can imagine it. Well, we, we choose to live here, though, too. So I'm not going yeah. to fault the fact that I love to live here and, and I'm willing to pay something there. But our personal property taxes could go up across the state. Yeah. And so the, 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 the guy that owns the combine, the guy that owns you know, business, um, you know, tangible property, that can all go up. And that's going up because of, in my mind, government's intervention with COVID, supply chain problems. Yeah. 
and monetary policy that I think Washington, D.C. is killing us with their monetary policy. And the inflation that Missourians are facing right now is, is putting Missouri working families in a big pickle on how they can afford their quality of life that they've grown accustomed to. And we wanted to help do that. A, help out agriculture, help out rural Missouri, and then return money to the working families that are paying taxes with the tax cut that we put in. So what you have right now is you cut personal taxes. I've always heard the whole time, I, since I've been old enough to even know there was a state tax, is that you cut corporate taxes to grow jobs. I know that's something you've discussed. Is that discussion over because this tax bill was passed this week? I don't believe so. I think we tried to keep the tax bill pretty narrow. We had a very finite amount of time, 60 days to actually pass something. Um, I think tax policy, personal property taxes, maybe perhaps uh, elements of corporate tax, personal taxes too, depending on where the economy goes, is a, a big element to this will continue to be discussed, I believe, for the next two years, and I certainly hope they will be. Let's talk about the election climate. I believe now that now this is now the Senate passed the Ag Bill this week, I guess folks will put the special session behind them and look towards the elections. Uh, you uh, you know very well a person running for U.S. Senate, uh, fellow St. Louis County and Eric Schmidt. How's the campaign going? I think it's going great for him. Um, I mean, he continues to work all of Missouri, uh, traveling, uh, advocating on behalf of conservative policies, uh, good fiscal policy, uh, values that Missourians, I think, need to have represented in D.C. You mentioned that. You know, Eric Schmidt's a guy from St. Louis County. He knows where the Delta Center is. He does. He He's knows been his down, way around a cornfield. Yeah. yeah, that's something to have in common. And it, there is a, there is a, Eric Schmidt's a phenomenal politician. I, I think that it's no coincidence. It took some talent to win that primary by the enormous margin that he did. It did. There, there is a special relationship, I think. Sometimes it's even a, a person that discovers something that maybe isn't from their home and embraces it. That's a special relationship with Missouri. Well, I, I mean, I, Missouri's a, a great state. You, you don't appreciate it until you kind of get there often. Yeah. Sometimes you don't appreciate what you have until you go out and, and leave your yard and, and explore. And, and I've explored Missouri well for the last three, four years, driving you know thousands of miles, 13,000 miles over a summer, never leaving the geographical state of Missouri. Um, we have a diverse state. We have a great economy. There are so many good things happening in Missouri. I, I see nothing but great things down the road. We just need to keep you know, plugging away and sticking to our, our values and our beliefs on where we're going as a state. You have a House caucus this time. That House caucus, people, people can, I watch it firsthand. There's a lot of misconceptions, I think. That, that majority was built on first term limits, but also guns and abortion. You're leading a caucus into reelection with a, with a new map that is not as maybe advantageous for Republicans as the old map. And the abortion issue, the dynamic is very much changed with Roe versus Wade. What's the election look like in the fall for House Republicans? I think it's, it's, it's boding well for us. It's trending up. Um, the, the, uh, the decision from the Supreme Court, I was grateful to see. I'm, I'm pro-life. Um, but that issue's over, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, Missouri's where we're at. Supreme Court made its decision. I think we need to look at how we can make jobs and lives better for working Missourians. We've done that this week in the House by passing the tax bill. Senate's going to follow up by passing the ag bill we passed out last week. Uh, polling shows uh, uh, Senator, uh, uh, you know, Eric Schmidt's in double digits. That's exactly where he needs to be. Do you think that's where it stays? I mean, it just feels to me like Mrs. Bush, very nice person. Uh, you could tell she has a real empathy for this state. It just feels like the dynamics. And if it had been Eric Greitens, totally different situation. But it's not Eric Greitens. It's Eric Schmidt. Does that race ever get within double digits, or does he just win that race pretty comfortably? I, I think he's solidly in the lead. He'll continue to be in the lead because I think he best represents Missourians. He doesn't come from a privileged family of, of wealth. He comes from a hardworking North County family. 
He's worked his way through the system. He has enough political experience to, to say, I can get to D.C. and work for all of Missourians. That yeah. line, I'm not from Billions, I'm from Bridgeton. Yes. Uh, I mean, that, that cuts good line, across a lot of lines. Yes. That was a yes. good line. We hope as the uh, campaign unfolds, you'll come and share your views with us on This Week in Missouri Politics. Well, Scott, it's always great to be on, and it's great to be up in Jeff City. Look forward to coming back in uh, January. And congratulations on this week. Thank you. We'll be right back with our Opinion Maker panel. Jeff Rorta comes in to join us after this. But first, go to showingmissouri.com. This is Missouri one county at a time. Check out our Jefferson County episode. We had Governor Nixon, Ryan McKenna all sit down. The oldest farm west of the Mississippi, the Holberts are in Jeff County. Join us uh, after this for this week for Show Me Missouri. For more than a century, the St. Louis Carpenters Union has shaped our communities. Through trusted alliances, we deliver skilled professional craftspeople while our business partners provide the kind of quality jobs that keep our economy humming. It's a blueprint that has worked since 1882. Turning Missouri into a right-to-work state stalls progress, wipes out jobs, and kills momentum. Right-to-work is wrong for everyone. Let's keep Missouri moving forward. Visit carpdc.org to learn more. All rise for Judge Mike Carter, Sundays on ABC 30, host of the Cowboy and Judge Show. Tune in for community advocate Judge Mike Carter and his celebrity guests as they discuss today's hot topics and big issues here at home in Missouri. Hear about the power of good from community leaders, business owners, students, charities, and tons of familiar faces. Court is in session with Judge Mike Carter on the Cowboy and Judge Show. Available at MikeCarter.com or Sundays on ABC 30. The Cowboy Judge Show. Giddy up. Giddy up. Your energy needs are changing. That's why at Ameren, Missouri, we're not waiting on the future. We're building it with the Smart Energy Plan, advancing thousands of projects across the state, helping reduce emissions through cleaner energy sources, boost reliability with self-healing equipment, and better withstand storms with new composite poles. Moving Missouri forward and bringing us all a little closer together. That's energy at work, Ameren, Missouri. Special session going strong. Oktoberfest right in the middle, and we're here for this week in Missouri politics. Sam Gladney, St. Louis County Barrister, welcome back to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. Dave Cook, UFCW, love the button. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me. The greatest hair in Missouri politics, Greg Keller, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And Jeff Rorda, thank you so much. I'm glad you have the time now to join us. I do. But where's, where's my hair rank? It's, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's gotten better over the years, honestly. It went from buzz cut to dappers. Uh, I heard that was salmon color of pink. Salmon, I believe. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. My wife dressed me. Good deal. Uh, Greg Keller, big day for the Missouri Republican Party. Tax cuts. How about that? Largest tax cut in Missouri history. Some were probably on the order of about $1.2 billion. Yeah. Missourians, like every other Americans right now, I mean, they're, they're really struggling through the Joe Biden economy. Double-digit inflation, highest it's been since the 1970s. Uh, we're seeing every single day that mortgage payments are, are going up. Wages are down. Inflation is up. Uh, um, Missouri taxpayers are in a bad position, but they're a little better off today because of what Republicans did in Jefferson City. Jeff, I ain't never seen an old boy look at his pay stub on Friday and say, you know, I didn't send enough money to Mike Parsons. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, put money in the hands of consumers when, when the economy's struggling and inflation's up is, is, a, is a smart move. And, and Mike Parson, you know, comes off as this country boy and this all shucks kind of guy, but he's a pretty smart fella. Sam Gladney, I mean, you look at this tax cut, and I think folks, I've heard the, the complaints. On one hand, you'll say, well, it's $2 billion. On other hand, it's like, well, it's only a dollar a month for a family. Um, what is the right argument that this wasn't a good idea? We have some of the lowest paid teachers in the country. We have school districts across the state going to four days a week. We have some schools that can't figure out a way to get teachers in the door to teach their kids. We have crumbling infrastructure. 
there are some things that even I think conservatives would admit that government should do. They should pave our roads and they should teach our kids. And right now we're not doing that. And that's a major problem. Dave, what do you think? I tell you what, I take a road trip every year, as a lot of people on your show take a road trip, get outside of the roads in Missouri. We have the worst roads any place I can imagine. Uh, I would rather drive on the shoulders of most highway states around me than the roads in Missouri, and we're giving money back to the people. I understand that it's, not, it's their money to begin with. I get that argument. But why don't we fund the schools, and why don't we build an infrastructure? Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Iowa, Nebraska, they, they used to be second childs to us. They have surpassed us in infrastructure and education. It's embarrassing. Okay, let me tell you this, though. <clears throat> Elections matter. Mm -hmm. This state, for, my goodness, 20 years now, when they go every two years, people talk about all these other issues. They, every two years, they go vote Republican. And every two years, Republicans promise them pro-life, pro-gun, tax cuts. Mm -hmm. That's what they promise. And after 20 years, you look back, what have they delivered? Pro-life, pro-guns, and tax cuts. Yep. Every single Missourian got a tax cut. Every single tax-paying Missourian got a yeah. tax cut as a result of this. Every single one of them. Democrats have been in a difficult position here because they've been trying to argue that this is tax cuts for the wealthy. Well, it's really not. Every single tax-paying Missourian is going to be paying less in taxes, and that's a good thing. Jeff Ford, how do you cut taxes for somebody that doesn't pay taxes? Well, I mean, you know, the, the question is, where's the money best spent? And I think uh, when, when people are struggling to get by, it's, it's best spent uh, in, out of their pocketbooks. Sam Gladney, I've, I've seen some folks say, well, these people get no benefit. Well, it, you have to pay taxes to get a tax cut, right? I mean, it, you know, did they cut your check for living here? Well, what would you say to somebody that says, well, how do we cut your taxes if you're, we've already cut them to zero? Well, you can help those people by paying their teachers more and paving the roads, which is what we're not doing. You know, there was just the discussion about the, the struggling Missouri families with inflation. Well, a lot of those families that are struggling the most aren't reaping the benefit uh, from this latest tax cut. They would reap the benefit if their kids' schools were open five days a week, if the roads were paved, and we're not taking care of that. Maybe they start fixing the systemic problem we have in America and Missouri, but we're not going to do that with the legislature we have. Greg Keller, I, this, this, this tax cut's a little bit of an anathema to the tax cuts I've always, as I've worked in that building, heard about what was needed to grow this economy. I've always heard what was really needed was cut the corporate tax rate. This was all about, and maybe it's a sign of the shifting Republican Party. That, re, that argument was pushed away from the beginning by a lot of folks, a lot of Republicans. But will this actually grow jobs by cutting a personal income tax rate? Absolutely. I think this is going to power the Missouri economy forward. To Sam's point about teacher pay, your average Missourian per capita makes $32,000 a year. You know how much your average Missouri uh, teacher makes? $52,000 a year. Teachers make 60, 65% more than your average Missourian. My wife's a former teacher. Probably some of us, uh, maybe many of us have, have teachers in our families. I know they work extremely hard. I don't know that every single teacher in Missouri is necessarily 70% more valuable than anyone else who works. Well, that's fun that a property tax is really. And when it comes right down to it, when you cut the pie up, that's a property tax debate, right? Well, the reason we're not in school these days is because Democrats totally flipped out uh, over COVID, put in place all these silly mask mandates, shut down our schools for two years. Democrats just went along with all of it. And now they're complaining about not being in school uh, enough. Well, yeah, thanks, guys. Jeff Ward, uh, you and I have talked before. The mass stuff, when it went further than the public was, there was some, you, you got past just kind of the little damage. You really cut into the quick, I think, when some of this mass stuff, when it went on in year two and stuff. And I think you're seeing some devalued vision of some of these services. But I really think it goes back to right or wrong, some of the root causes were built around that. 
Well, you know, just to think, I, when I was a Democrat, the Democrats were the party of populism, and now I'm a Republican, <laughs> and they're the party of populism. I mean, you're you have populist. to, to a certain extent, you have to listen to the people when, when you're a lawmaker or an elected official. So, end of the day, at some point, how do Democrats turn this around? I mean, with, with the, if you can't win elections, you end up on the losing side of these debates, right? At some point. Uh, Democrats have to have to talk to voters everywhere in every part of the state, including districts we're not going to win. We got to cut down on margins in those districts, and we got to energize our people in our areas. It's not an easy task. It's not a, it's not a two or four or even a six-year fix. It's going to be a long fix of a lot of work and talking to people in every corner of the state. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the U.S. Senate race, Dave Cook. When I think of you, when people ask me who can talk to both wings of the Democratic Party, right? Who, who can talk to a person that, that protests once a month? Who can talk to a guy that would, would just gets ticked off when the road's clogged mm -hmm. up, but is a Democrat? I think of you. Explain to me how this U.S. Senate race is going to be competitive. Can Trudy Bush Valentine make this a competitive race? Yeah, I think so, and I think it's more national politics than anything she's going to do. Uh, the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade, I think if you look at what happened in Kansas, if you look at what happened, and I know people say it's not Missouri, but you look at the election recently in Alaska, you look at rural New York, those had races dictated that Republicans lost because of that decision. That's the issue that could swing this and make it competitive. I would tell you when Greitens didn't win the primary, most people wrote Missouri off, thought it was a guaranteed safe, safety state. I would have been one of those until this. And I will tell you, when Roe v. Wade was flipped, I thought this was going to affect 80-year-old women like my mother. So that's not who it's affecting. If you talk to see what happened in the state of Kansas, it was young, Catholic, Latino women that stood up and said, you're not infringing on my rights that, that flipped that state. I think that's what happens here. Makes it competitive. Greg Keller, I... I've heard this for so many years now, since Republicans have had supermajorities, since Donald Trump's, all these things, they went too far, it's going to start to roll back. It never rolls back. I think it's going to be a continued roll. First thing Democrats are going to have to do if they're going to become politically uh, competitive in the state is they're going to have to stop being crazy. And one of the things that they announced this week was that Cori Bush is going to be doing a statewide tour, including... <laughs> are you paying for that? Including, I'm now happy... Keller, I'm are you, happy the dark money king paying for that? I can't comment on that at this time. <laughs> I will say that Cori Bush going to Rolla and to Branson to push the oh. Democrat line. Remember, let, let, let's remember what the Democrats' oh. official position on abortion is. It is taxpayer-funded abortion up until the moment of birth. Mm. In all cases, for whatever reason. And Cori Bush is going to be making that case down in Branson, and we welcome her to make that case. Well, Jeff Rorta, sometimes you got to look back and say with your new party and be like, this is a little weird. But you hear stuff like that, you're going to be like, well, I'm glad I'm gone. Right. <laughs> well, and you know, I don't know Miss Bush Valentine, but I mean, she may be a very nice lady, but, but she just comes off as another limousine liberal and, uh, you know, as, as sort of the same sort of, we know better than you. You know Eric Schmidt very well. I know him real well. I know. mean, the guy is a fantastic politician. He is. And I, I mean, the fact he won that primary by the margin he did, I, I think most Missourians have a hard time finding something they don't like about Eric Schmidt. Right, and now they know him like I do. They know what a fighter he is. They they, they know they what. They don't even know his personal story, which I think is going to be even right. more endearing. You know, right? That's true. Same guy. Tell me. I mean, if you're if you're in the in the Bush war room, one, you should be well hydrated. <laughs> Two, it, how do you take on Eric Schmidt? 
I think what Dave said is right. I mean, these abortion bans, let's, let's face it, frankly, for years, the Republican Party has had the best of both worlds because they could pass these bans that appease their base, that, that have no exceptions for rape and incest, but they always knew there was the backstop of Roe v. Wade to stop this crazy stuff from ever impacting people's lives. Well, now that backstop is gone, and people like Trudy Bush, Tracy McCreary, who have been telling them Will for over Trudy a decade Bush be at the about Rala, these. Corey Bush stop. Um, it's going to be Bush and Bush together on the road. Or? She might be busy. That's uh, uh -huh. possible. That yeah, possible that she's got other likely. commitments. I yeah. mean, if, if, that, if that tour bus wakes up the morning and is supposed to go to Branson and the tires are flat, I'm going to wonder where Ryan Burke was. I'm sure Greg <laughs> Keller would pay to get the tires fixed. I bet he would get them fixed right up. <laughs> and I just want to talk about, Greg, what you said about this, this belief of Democrats and, and how far we want to go with abortion. I remind you that your Senate candidate is the one that signed the first zipper clause in the state of Missouri in the country to basically ban it for every freaking reason there is. Dave, tell me That's not saying. the public opinion. 70% of Americans believe some form of abortion should be legal. As Eric Schmidt, when he ran for attorney general and won by an overwhelming margin, said he was totally pro-life, couldn't be more pro-life. Mike Parsons said he'd be the most pro-life governor ever. What did the public expect them to do? I think they might have expected them to do this. No, I think they expected what he just said here, that there's a backstop of Roe v. Wade. I don't believe so the let general... Let me ask you this. Yeah. I always thought the pro-life folks, it was their top one or two issues. And while there might be a consensus, maybe marginally pro-choice, marginally pro-life, the intensity was always with those pro-lifers. That, that has to recede a little bit once you win. Does it recede enough to make a difference at the ballot box? I, th I think it does. Yeah, I think in time it does. Quick prediction. Does this become a 10-point race? Does this become a 5-point race? I'd say, race? I'd say 5, but I'm not good at predicting. Does this get to a 5-point race? I think it's single-digit, yeah. What do you think? I think it's closer to 15 or 20. Yeah, I think it's a bike, yeah. 12 to 14 is my guess, yeah. End of the day, though, th is the real benefit here a person like Tracy McCreary, seriously? If you think of where that Bush name is golden, it's going to be in that I-170 corridor, that St. Louis County, kind of inside, and that maybe not quite wild with Chesterfield, but in that area. And it, it, you're not, I don't think you can motivate people to go to the polls with a state senate race. You're motivated by the top of the ticket. Those folks are going to believe she's really in this race to the end. She's going to win those areas. Probably helps her, right? I think it helps her, and I think the race she's running helps her, too. Jeff Rorter, there's an ag bill up. Special session is not quite over with. The Senate has to finish an ag bill. It was bizarre to me how hard it was to get Republicans to support an ag bill. That is, that is bizarre to me, too. And, you know, I, I was always very pro-agriculture. I mean, the only thing I know about agriculture is everybody eats. And, yep. you know. A lot of them ate breakfast and then went and kicked that farmer that brought it to him in the gut <laughs> right after, you know. Greg Keller, this is an interesting thing. You are, back in the day, you had some rural folks, some Republican, some Democrat. You had some urban folks, African-American, mostly all Democrat, had a good consensus on the state. When the Republican Party took over, the suburban folks had a voice. Mm -hmm. That voice is now coming back to really stick it to the rural folks. Well, the rural folks, I think they're probably going to get that, that, ag, that ag deal. I think that's probably going to get done. God bless Dean Agriculture Parker. is, we can argue over whether or not it's the number one, two or three biggest, most uh, largest scale of part of our economy here in the state. I think it goes a huge way towards helping the Republican Party in their political coalition. I think this is a smart political move. You know, it's interesting. I mean, I, at some point, they're just going to totally shut them down. You let the suburban folks in, now they're taking over. They are, and, and, and it's something that you've talked about multiple times. There is kind of this growing fiction between rural Republicans and suburban Republicans, and um, as a Democrat, I don't have much to say about it. I guess we'll just see how it plays out. some popcorn, right? Yeah. If it wasn't for the man from the countryside of town and country, Dean Plocker, I don't know if this special session even goes on. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you, I believe Missouri is much more divided rural to urban versus Democrat to Republican, and I think this is showing it a little bit. Jeff Hurdle with a minute left, two on the week. Uh... To short, Jones and criminals won the week uh, because <laughs> police lost their advocate. Who won the week? 
Jeff Rorta won the week, no longer has to work with the worst mayor in America, Tashari Jones. <laughs> Who won the week? Uh, Follow that. Oh, that, that. I got a good yeah. one. How about Albert and the Cardinals? Oh, well, you did. You did. Well, the week. well, you can't beat that, but I'll try. Tracy McCreary, she's up with a great new ad highlighting the importance uh, of these draconian abortion bans that don't have uh, exceptions for rape or incest. Those are very much on the ballot. They're on the ballot in her race. Uh, she won the week. And she's busy those two days that the tour is going to France and Raleigh. They're busy. Yeah. I'm going to say the Blair Oaks Falcons. Blair Oaks Falcons out in Cole County had a homecoming. Terrific tradition. Outstanding football game. We'll see you back here next week. This Week in Missouri Politics is sponsored by the Missouri Automobile Dealers Association, Ameren, Spire, and Sterling Bank.